Welcome to the show, Ryan Cote with Valentine. Thanks, Tersh. Happy to be here. So on today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about transitioning kind of the generations from going uh, from one owner to a son or a grandson or a nephew uh, and how that transition has worked within your company. And in our industries, the services industries is not uncommon for uh, a son to take over their dad's plumbing company or electrical company. And sometimes we, I'll have people reach out to me and kind of ask for advice. Well, I, I honestly can't give advice on that because that's not something that I've experienced. My uh, my dad is a, uh, was a was a welder and a boilermaker for the union. And so uh, he, he didn't have the business that I took over. And so uh, transitioning from the business owner's son or daughter and then into the the new owner or partner uh, that's not something that i've experienced before so i'm i'm honored to have ryan on the show today because uh, he's kind of experienced that and not only that portion of it but he brought in new things to the business whenever he came on board and that's something that uh i feel like I would go through if I was if, if my dad was doing something uh, I know that it would be very paper based and uh, when I come in I'd want to be paperless pretty much and that's how our company is Icebound is 100% paperless uh, and so I couldn't imagine having to make that transition so uh, thank you for coming on the show and uh, I guess give us a little bit of background on you and uh, a little bit about Ballantyne. Yeah absolutely so uh, we're based out of New Jersey uh, personal note I'm, I'm married uh, Three daughters, um, and uh, yeah, live 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 and work in New Jersey. So Ballantyne. Uh, so I'm third generation, and we go back to 1966. So I, I definitely talk on this topic because you know my great uncle mm-hmm. started the business in '66. His brother, my grandfather, started in '68. My father in '78. My uncle in '84. And uh, fast forward to today, my father retired two years ago. Yeah, two years ago, mm-hmm. and. Now myself, my two brothers, and my uncle are partners in the agency, and my cousin uh, just joined six months ago. Uh, my uncle, oh, nice. my uncle's son. So now there's five cotes in the business. Actually, and my other cousin uh, is coming to intern in the summer. So soon there's going to be six of us here. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah. So it's so. W- with with that being said, like when you came on board, what were there any changes? being made whenever you came on board or was it um were you kind of like an apprentice and you just like learned what they were doing yeah so actually it's 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 kind of it's it's sort of different so my, my brother uh my brother matt he joined maybe three months before i did or six months and so, so we started out just doing direct mail the company just did direct mail marketing now we do direct mail and digital marketing but we started out um just doing direct direct mail, and my brother Matt went to school for printing, went to RIT for printing, so he knew he was going to be in the family business. Um, yeah. I got a marketing degree, and I did not have plans. I had two jobs before, <laughs> and I wish I could remember because I love talking about this. I wish I could remember my thought process. Um, I think I, I think I saw my brother Matt in the business, and mm-hmm. it just got me thinking like um, it might be cool to work with my family, um, and so I I I just. Uh, I just brought the idea to my father and my uncle, who were, who were partners in the business then. And, uh-huh. you know, back then they didn't, this was 2003, back then they didn't have a marketing mm-hmm. person. So they literally just, they got their business from referrals and just from just 
outbound sales and you know just hitting the pavement. Oh. And so they had no, they did no marketing. They they were starting to do a little bit of trade shows, uh, but it, it, there wasn't like a concentrated effort on running advertising campaigns and you know they didn't have anyone doing marketing. So so when yeah. I came to them to, came to them with the idea of uh, working for the company, obviously the role for me would be marketing. Um, sales and marketing. And so when I came on board in 2003, they sort of created a role for me as like marketing director. I was really like marketing coordinator because mm-hmm. like I just was starting out, but by default I was marketing director. Um, yeah. And uh, and so that was a whole new role for the company. So for the first time ever, they had someone that was fo- solely focused on marketing the, marketing the agency, running the trade shows, putting together marketing kits for them and running advertising campaigns and Google and we just did a whole bunch of things. And so that was pretty cool for them. I'm pretty cool that, you know, that they created the role for me so I can join the family business. And that my role then morphed into other things, you know, to today, I I'm mainly just digital, but running the digital division. Um, right. So on the marketing side, you were marketing the company, not necessarily providing marketing services for other people. Exactly. I was marketing, marketing Ballantyne. Getting leads, gotcha. trying to get leads okay. for the company that then my brother Matt or my uncle uh, John or um, would try to close as a client. So I was generating leads. Gotcha. Totally makes sense. So was there a large transition coming in, um, you know, moving towards the digital space? Not initially. So this was 2003. Uh, for the first 10 years, mm-hmm. I was the marketing director. Um, so nothing with digital. Um, I had, uh, so I've always dabbled with digital on the side. Um, I've had my own gotcha. e-commerce store, store selling piano lamps, believe it or not. I don't, I do not play piano. It was just like a, just an experiment. So <laughs> I sold piano lamps. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've done SEO. I've written, I've written my own eBooks. Uh, I've sold things on eBay. So I, and that, that I, I, I started that stuff like 2000. So for a few years before mm-hmm. I was always dabbling in digital, um, before I started the company, before I started at the company. And then fast forward to like 2013, you know, I just brought the idea of, of adding digital services um, to the company. And uh, they were interested because they knew like, direct everyone says direct mail is dead, it's not dead, it's just changing. We, do, we still do a ton of it, ton of right. it. And, um, but you know, I think my dad and my uncle, um, they saw like the vision of the company that we should probably expand into other areas, not just rely on print that we should get into print and digital i think mm-hmm. it also helps too like mm-hmm. my dad my dad and my uncle are very entrepreneurial um and there's like a 15 year age gap between my dad and my uncle so like i think my uncle too like oh, okay. he was a lot younger so i think he kind of got it but my dad got it too he saw the vision um because he's always thinking about like what are, what what new things can we, can we bring clients and what have you so it wasn't like mm-hmm. a big hard sell but but the way i did it was i just present present the idea like hey i'm doing this I'm doing search engine optimization um, on the side, and um, I know it pretty well at this point. And so I think we can offer this to our clients, offer it to bigger, bigger clients. You know, yeah. offer it as a service. So I think the takeaway there is that I wasn't, I didn't, I didn't just come to them and say, "Hey, let's hire five, ten people, and we're going to offer SEO and social media and pay per click." And yeah, you know, we started kind of slowly, yeah. like let's just, <laughs> it'll be me handling it, and then we'll just do SEO. Uh-huh. And of course, then my challenge was then I had to handle the marketing and then also offer and deliver SEO and pretend that it wasn't literally just me in my office as like the digital agency, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of how it started. (laughs) 
Well, that's, I mean, that's the, the beauty about uh, the internet is that as long as you word things correctly and uh, the perception can be there very easily as far as being a little bit larger than what you actually are. Um, and not to be in a, a malicious way, but just because some people, they just can't wrap their heads around um, if it's just one person doing something, they, they need to feel like there's a whole team backing. Exactly. Backing that and, and, I, and I, you know, one thing I had going for me is that, you know, Valentine's been around since 1966. So when I was approaching clients, mm -hmm. you know, we already, we already had their trust. I mean, they, they looked at us, they looked at, uh, at us as like the direct mail production company. Um, so there was sort of like an identity yeah. thing there where they, we were trying to make them see us as both. Um, but then obviously for mm -hmm. cold, for cold leads, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to, I wanted to know it wasn't just me. Like, yes, it was just me providing the services. I had a little bit of help, like from freelance contract help. Um, but I wanted them to, but I wanted them to feel comfortable that they were going to get a good service and that it wasn't just me working out of a small office. Yeah, I totally get that. So back in 66, what exactly would your grandfather have done as far as marketing I don't think they did goes? anything. I mean, I, I, it was all just him just okay. making phone calls um, uh, you know, yeah, making phone calls and referrals and really honestly just hustling. And my, my, I, and my, my dad, like when he started, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he's, he was a really good salesman. Um, and he just, uh -huh. he also just worked crazy hours, literally like hundred hours a week, just called, making calls, going, seeing people. I mean, obviously it was a lot different back then. They didn't have email. They didn't have FedEx where you could deliver right. something overnight right. to someone, um, so it was, it was much more manual process, but he was working like hundred hours a week. And, um, you know, back then with direct mail, you would have to like deliver the, it's called proofs, like the job, like they have to like, the client has to see the, the, the mm -hmm. proof before they, we print it, they either prove it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, nowadays you could just email them a PDF back then. He had to, I don't, do you remember Columbia house? Remember, uh, they, they used to be a yeah. gigantic oh, yeah. client for us back in the. 80s or 90s, I can't remember, but we used to print up all those stamp sheets that you would have to like peel off, lick, and put on the mailer to send yeah. back to get your CDs. We used to do all those, and so it's. Uh, yeah. That's funny, yeah, and it's funny that you take the things we take for uh, granted now, like the PDF, just shooting over an email with a PDF version versus having to actually go in person to hand deliver something if they're locally, or have to mail it, you know, snail mail, uh, to get it over uh, to somebody to get approval. And then if there's revisions, you know, that's another mailer back out again. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. So what, uh, what advice would you give somebody if they're coming into the business like you or your, your cousins or, or anybody? Um, and one of your, um, I don't know, your uncle or your dad or your grandpa own the business. Like, can you give some advice on, how to make that transition yeah, I think smoothly. you know if i think back to when i presented the idea for digital it's really a few things you have to i think start small you know um and then have your have your plan well well laid out and well thought out um and then sell them on the vision you know it's um like the vision here was that digital is become is going to is going to is getting bigger and bigger it's only only going to keep on growing and here's the vision like we could start off with seo but mm -hmm. then eventually when we can afford to hire people we can have a whole full team of digital specialist, which is, which is where we're at now in 2019. So for me, I just, yeah. you know, it's really be, being a salesperson, like you're sell, selling no matter what you're doing. And in this case, you're selling your, 
your father or your uncle or your grandfather or whatever on you know what the plan is starting small selling them selling them on the vision and then laying out how it's going to work like here's here are the steps that we're going to take to to uh, get to where we need to be yeah i like that because uh you whenever you actually have to put pen to paper some of the things that are rolling around in your head are it's kind of hard to get out uh and when you have to sell like you said sell yourself to them and sell your idea to them and you create that plan and everything and you don't go in there cold turkey just like have the conversation without having like actually planned it out like be the devil's advocate beforehand because you know they may present a lot of things and it be, it may become a tense situation if you haven't thought it exactly. out already and, and yeah because a lot of first impressions like if, if this is the first time you're presenting the idea to them you want, you want that first impression to be really strong and and i would also recommend so we you know as a company we would do like strategic planning sessions and so we were always kind of thinking about the future and so this kind of just tied nicely into the future because we wanted it to be our future yeah it sounds like it it sounds like y'all were really um like you didn't have a lot of opposition as far as some people i talked to um they're their dad is giving them the business over or they're, you know, he's trying to retire. He's coming to the point to where he's going to retire and he wants his son to take over the business. Um, but the way he's always done it has worked fine. Um, and there's no reason for him to change. And, you know, paper invoices that are floating around and, and vendor tickets that are floating around in the truck um, have worked fine for the past 30 or 40 years. So why spend the money on, using a, a digital CRM or why, why do we need to now spend the money with a digital marketing agency to, to increase our SEO rankings when word of mouth has worked for us for the past 40 years? Um, it, that conversation can be difficult to have with somebody who absolutely isn't looking at the future as far as change. And that's, goes. The, that's the thing here. It depends on, it, this depends on the situation. It depends on the relationship that you have with, with with the with the family so like we in, in our case i'm yeah. lucky that we we have uh, we all have a good relationship and so um obviously my job of selling it was a lot easier versus what some other people might have to um deal with but yeah. uh i i think you know i think in it seems that way for sure so on the digital side if if somebody was was presenting something to their family member and that person has never done digital. Maybe they're still spending twenty five hundred dollars a month in the uh, yellow pages. <laughs> um, how? What would you say to them to present to that that family member? Like, how, how do you how do you have that conversation? Well, so actually, opinion? you made me think of a situation where we have a, a client, and um, they're a family business as well, and they uh, they do home improvement, and. Um, mm-hmm. So similar, kind of, kind of goes, uh, kind of goes hand in hand with what you're saying. So, um, the owner, the main owner, um, they so yeah. all their marketing was like space ads, print ads, um, et cetera, and that's what right, yeah. the main owner. Um, I won't mention names, but he was he was uh, he was yeah. comfortable with you know he's what he knew. It's what yeah, it's, it's pretty much always him. what it worked. You know, could be better, yeah, but you know knows when he puts out yeah. a printout, he's going to get some calls. And so, and then the younger owners, um, they wanted to, they wanted to, uh, start doing digital marketing. And so, um, 
I think it took them a couple of years to kind of wear them down per se. Um, but what we basically did is, we, so we came in as a digital agency. I wanted to sell them on the digital. Um, and so we just presented just facts, like how many people are going to Google to, to search um, the trends and traffic trends on all the different sites that we put you on and um, what we're seeing with other clients. Mm -hmm. um, and then the way that we started with them, it's kind of goes back to the, the my story with bringing digital to Valentine is that we started small. We said, okay, well, don't scrap all the print ads and space ads. You know, keep some of it. Mm. Like, and they they're they're excellent in tracking everything, so they knew exactly how many leads they were getting per source. Gotcha. So it wasn't just like guessing which which space ads to keep. They knew like a certain which one made them what's feel that? good. Which one? Which one of the exactly. ads made them feel good? I, I've I've dealt with that before, where it's like I I can tangibly hold this ad in my hand, um, and so like when that digital ad goes away, it's gone. And so, like, I feel better about spending this at or this thousand dollars to be in a magazine because I can pick up this magazine and it's there versus spending a thousand dollars to get the reach out there on a like a, a SEO, like a, a pay per click or something like that. That's a good point. It, the print ad, it's tangible. They, he could see it in the actual newspaper or the clipper or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we basically just kept kept the print ads that were getting the most leads for them, and the rest of the yeah. budget we just we just put right put right into digital, which fortunately for digital, everything's very trackable. So, you know, he was very um, he wanted to see the results, and so after like six yeah. months, we were able to show him, okay, you know, the digital, you're getting this many calls, this many, many form submissions. So then it was then it became real for him, and then that then it was like for that from that point forward, he, he's you know he's been a he's been like a real advocate for digital, and so now he's shifted most of the most of the budget towards. Uh, towards digital. So it's really just, it's really just presenting your case and then just slow and steady easing into it. And then once they see what you see, well then, mm -hmm. then you're there and it's just, yeah. I like that. I mean, it's, it's, that's a really good um, way of doing things because I have a tendency of kind of coming in full force of just saying, okay, let's, you know, this works. Let's just throw a thousand dollars a month at it or $2,000 a month at it uh, rather than coming in kind of slow and kind of, you know, making sure you track things. I'm, I really like to move fast on certain, uh, a lot of things. And so, uh, that's a, that's a great, great point. Even for those that aren't like trying to present it to, uh, a larger or a, an older demographic that maybe don't buy into it as fast as I do, or yep. we do, uh, so just me personally, I need to, to, to test and, and, and track. And, you know, I like that a lot. Thanks. Um, so with the, I guess with the, with the digital side of things, um, it doesn't sound like you had very much resistance as far as with your, your dad and your uncle going towards the digital side. Um, whenever you were hiring people, was there an ever, was there ever a conversation that you had that was like, um, let's, we, we don't know that we, we need to be hiring for digital agency or we don't need to be hiring digital people. We need to be hiring, continuing to hire for the print ad. Yeah. Um, was that ever a difficult conversation or, or to have with? Yeah, well, that's such a really interesting question. So I, I think the biggest struggle, so two things come to mind. The, the first big struggle I had was that, 
the first year of me doing it, like I wouldn't say I was lighting the world on fire. I mean, I, I was still doing marketing for the company and I was trying to bring in SEO clients and trying to fulfill the work. And, you know, we were making, we, we had some clients who were, we were making some additional revenue, but it wasn't, it wasn't anything exciting at all. Um, and okay. so that was, I think a big struggle for me and for them because I sold them on the vision for digital and then for the first right. year or two, I can't remember exactly, but it was like, eh, it's like, eh. it felt almost like a, <laughs> it's like a blip on the radar. And so I was like, ah, and so what happened for me is then my brother, Scott came into the family business and his role was like operations, but also like he wanted to be on the digital side with, with me to try to grow the business. And so mm, okay. he's got different skill sets than I do. Um, and now I had someone to kind of strategize with and work with. And that's when things really start. Oh, yeah. That's when things really started to click. We started getting bigger clients. I remember when we got our first really big client that enabled us to hire our first team member, which was a really exciting moment. Um, and then from there, oh, just kind of, it just kind of snowballed. Um, you know, getting new clients and hiring getting new clients. And now we're up to up to ten people on the digital side. The, the challenge to kind of um, go into your other part of the question is that the direct mail side and the digital side, digital marketing side are very different. Like we can handle on the direct mail side. We're not actually doing the work. We're basically like the middleman, like print brokers. We manage the plans. Okay. The clients come to us because we manage gotcha. the plans so they don't have to. So we can handle a lot more work with less people. But on the digital side, it's very manual. We're handling all the work. We have social media in house and the SEO and PPC. We're handling all in house. So we, we need more bodies to complete the work, and so it's different. It's it's very different. Um, it's it's different infrastructure in terms of the team. We just need more bodies to yeah. complete the digital work. So I think that's and my my dad's out now, but my uncle. Um, it's different for him because he's used to just being able to handle a certain amount of work on the print side with a certain amount of people, and it's completely different on the digital side. Um, I could see that totally. So you're like, you're you're like, hey, I need to iron another person, and in his mind, it only takes three people to do this job. And now you're asking for five or six people. And it's like, I can do this with yes. half the people. But yeah, no, I, I totally, I understand that completely. It's tough. So, it's tough. Um, I, 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 was there ever a time where they were like, nah, we're, we're not doing this? Or did they always see the results? And we're like, okay, you know, we got your um, back. There's definitely been conversations around just how it works. It's more like educating on, I mean, fortunately going back to my brother, Scott, he, he comes from a, 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 his previous job was he was, had a very large uh, position with a travel company doing operations and, and finance. So he was involved in, in this kind of situation, but on a much larger scale. And so he knows the numbers so well that yeah. he's able to present, um, he's able to present like the numbers to him and be yeah. like, okay, well, like we're in a situation right now where we're in the running for a client that would force us to hire four or five people. But so if I said to gotcha. my uncle, he'd be like, wow, that sounds ridiculous. But, but Scott can present the numbers. <laughs> well, well, we need these four or five people because this is the amount of work. This is the amount of gross profit that's going to come in and it makes sense. And so we, it's just outlining the numbers at that point. Uh, but there's definitely been some, some conversations because we hired a lot last year uh, building the team um, sort of ahead of the growth though. Now we're catching up to it. Um, and it's, it's turning into a good year, but, uh, it's just really presenting the options. That's scary. Whenever you, when you develop that overhead before the work is there. 
yeah. uh, or the profits are there. Uh, and then you're like, it's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. And uh, I promise it's coming. <laughs> and then like, okay, it's here. I'm, I'm right. And you know, you never want to have that conversation like, Oh, maybe you were right. <laughs> uh, maybe it, 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 the work never came like I expected it to come. Uh, well, the answer there, Tersh, is that, you know, um, he sees that we're very active on sales, going on sales calls, constantly prospecting, oh, cool. joining associations, um, speaking on podcasts, like we're, our activity yeah. is there. So it's, and generally what I found is that, it, 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 you know, activity generally turns into results as long as the activity is the right activity. And, but eventually it might be 90 to 120 days out, but it generally, it generally, uh, results in, in, uh, you know, new clients so or opportunities. That- the biggest takeaway I think that I've gotten from, from talking to you about this is that, uh, don't try and, don't try and come into the process too fast. Don't try and like just, um, overload somebody with all this information, but then at the same time, make sure you have all the information that you need and back everything up with numbers. Don't just be an ideas type person where, um, you come up with a lot of great ideas, but you never actually follow through with them. So like once they do give you a chance, when you do start small, make sure you capitalize on that. Don't, don't come into the, uh, the thought process with like a negative, like all they'll let me do is this small project, like blow that small project out of the water. And then you're going to move up to the next project or, uh, you know, transition a, a little bit more over to the digital space or, you know, transition a little bit more over into, um, a digital CRM and uh and slowly work it over that way and then as as they see you have success they know that your best interest is the company and so they will um trust you more but not necessarily just trust it's like they have they have more faith in what your decision making skills are um that they're going to result in uh, profits. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and to add to that i would say also like know the and sort of like sales i guess but know like know the personality type of your uncle or father or grandfather or whatever, um, know the personality yeah. type. So if they're a very analytical person, they're going to want to see numbers galore. If they're not, maybe it's more about the vision with a little bit of numbers. So you need to know oh. who you're speaking to and how they process information best. Are they visual or, you know, for example, um, oh, that's a good idea. So like take, just take a, uh, have them take a disc profile or, or something to that effect or the, something like that, like the flags or whatever, yeah. uh, profile, um, test. And then, you know, it's really cool whenever you see somebody's disc profile and then you can see if you, if you have some guidance as to how to interact with the person that's a high D, uh, and you know, your personality type and how you mesh together and, and, uh, the conversations can go more in the directions that you want them to go because you're you understand how their mind thinks, but it works. Exactly. I've taken that before. I'm, I'm a, I'm a steady Eddie. I forget what it says. S steady or I can't yeah. remember, but oh yeah, I'm like the steady Eddie type. So yeah. Cool. 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 Sweet. Well, thank you for coming on the podcast. If anybody is reach wants to reach out to you, um, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? I know we'll have a, a code that, uh, we'll have in the show notes, but, uh, for you personally, what's, uh, what's best for them to, to get in touch with you and, and Valentine? Yeah. So, um, Definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, it's you know Ryan Cote, C-O-T-E on LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to visit our website, it's Valentine.com. Um, and then, um, like you mentioned, there'll be a link in the show notes. Uh, and on that, 
page as an offer for a free uh, video analysis of your website and your SEO and just overall digital marketing. It'll be me taking a look at your website through screen share and just kind of giving you my feedback and analysis of your website. And, uh, no, no charge for that. Cool. Thank you so much. The, the listeners will definitely appreciate that. Thank you again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate everyone listening. Yes, sir. It's, it's my pleasure. We'll reach We'll talk again soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Service Business Mastery Podcast. The podcast focused on service business owners, managers, and technicians who are considering becoming business owners themselves. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me, tersh at icebound.us, or on any social media platform, at tershplicit is typically my handle everywhere. Until we talk again next time, have a great week.